All right. Good morning and happy new year, everybody. Uh, it is just me today. So you're stuck with me as I always, uh, tell everybody, um, thanks for joining me and I hope that you're ready for some interesting talk between me and you ask questions if you've got them, if you're watching live and we'll get right to it in a moment. Who's there? It's rare. Who's there? It's rare. Come fill your time. This part's for all. From the finger lakes, join in the call. Learn something new about the Cuca Trail. Upstate New York, every episode of town. Who's there? It's rare. Who's there? It's rare. It's rare. Damn, that's a good song. I love it. Well, welcome to uh, 2021, everybody. We made it, uh, sort of, I guess. Uh, I'm not sure if we can really say that we made it um, quite yet. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Um, I think we've we've probably got a ways to go on, on our current situation, and uh, that'll all be... That'll be fun, but we're going to get through it together, okay? We're going to get through it together because that's, that's what we do. Um, there are, first off, one, I want to wish Marianne a happy birthday. If you know Marianne, make sure you wish her a happy birthday. Um, this is her birthday today. We are no longer the same age. We were very briefly, but, but no longer. Um, so make sure, like I said, if, if you know her, give her a call, shoot her a text, say happy birthday. Um, I, I know this has been kind of a weird year. I know a lot of people um, say it's it's the worst year they've ever had. And I had that conversation the other day that, um, man, you know, if you ask anybody, this is the worst year that they've ever had. And that's not true for everybody. And, and we'll talk a little bit about why. I, I'm not, by no stretch of the imagination has this been a good year. Um, but there are some things that happened this year that might make it so that some people might not quite think that this is the worst year they've ever had. And if you don't feel like this is the worst year you've ever had, or rather, you know, the past year um, has not been the worst year you've ever had, you should not feel guilty for that. Okay. Um, that's, it's natural to feel guilty about something like that, to feel like it's wrong for you to uh, not have had everything be completely horrible for the past year. Um, but there are, there's some reasons why, why it's okay to feel that way. First off, it's always okay to feel how you feel. So um, as long as it's not something horrible. Um, but what I'm talking about, and um, I, you know, I find that certain things come to me just at the right time, just when I need to, to learn about them, when I need to read them. Um, I just read, I, I have, you know, I always have books sitting on the shelf and I'll, I'll pick one up and just as I'm finishing it, it'll all of a sudden have meaning. meaning. Um, when 
this summer we talked about uh, a book that I read called uh, Don't Label Me. And that I finished that just as um, all of the all of the major problems were starting to pick up this summer and I got displaced from my hotel um, by by protesters when I was in New York City after um, what happened with George Floyd. And that really helped me give perspective to uh, what kind of was happening at the time. And now as we've gone through, now we've gone through uh, nine months of shutdowns and of people struggling to make ends meet and of uh, people dying and and other things that that are really kind of horrible obviously um, I, I picked up a book called uh, man's search for meaning and it's by Viktor Frankl and he is the inventor of logotherapy and a Holocaust survivor and not only did he keep this book in his mind, he'd written it prior to um, entering concentration camps. He was living free in Austria. And as he was taken into this concentration camp, they took his work that he'd done, that he'd put all this into and, and thought through. And he'd created really a whole different uh, type of psychology that I think is really important. And he had it on a manuscript and he took it in with him. And on the first day, they took it from him. And it was just like, yeah, it's a joke. You're not, you're not probably going to leave here, let alone going to carry this manuscript around with you for however long you're here indefinitely. Um, but he brought that with him in his mind and he was able to recreate it. And not only that, but enrich it by his experiences. And we'll talk a little bit about why um, kind of toward the end of this. Um, but essentially, the, the whole uh, point of logotherapy, and it's talking about logos, which is kind of, it's, it's like meaning, but it's deeper. It's, it's, there may even be meaning beyond the meaning that, that is obvious to you. You might have meaning that you can see, but there might even be a meaning beneath that, that um, is, is just as important or more important. And uh, that can be, I can really, that, that can make a difference in people's lives. Okay. So this year, last year, um, last year was tough. We're keeping on going with what we've been doing. And Frankel had, kind of three main ways he thought you know everybody really what what matters is the meaning you find in your life and so there were three ways that he thought that you could um, get that meaning three roots to get that meaning um, and meaning uh, purpose importance it's the thing that you know really keeps you going and that makes it so that your mind can bring it all together, I think. So the first way that he thought that you could get meaning was through creating a work or doing a deed. Now, that everybody has different ways that they do that, whether it's um, their job, whether uh, they decide that they want to write. Uh, if you decide you want to do a podcast, 
um, whatever, if, you, if you're a builder, there, there are a lot of different things. Um, for me, it's usually, you know, in the past, it's been a lot of things that I've, I've tried to do with the community. It's been things that I've tried to do with friends and family. Um, and really doing what I can to make people feel better. I always uh, kind of get the sense of fulfillment from uh, helping people who, who need help, whether it's with pain um, or if it's with, you know, other problems. I, I like helping people. So, so that's kind of traditionally been where I've gotten that part of my sense of meaning. And you don't have to have all three of these, but it helps. Um, so, but this year has been a little bit different. And I think that, I, I, you know, I, everybody's had to find a different way to find that meaning this year. And so for me this year, it's been um, kind of the work that I was able to do in New York City. I knew that um, what I was doing there was important. And when I was there, as I went through it, not only um not only did I have to feel like what I was doing was important, but then I had to, you know, once you get halfway through, you know, I started to feel like maybe it's not that important. And, you know, we were treating, we, we were helping with quarantine and we were helping with quarantine with people who were mostly asymptomatic, but then, you know, I found way to, um, make it make sense. And that is, well, we were helping keep people from, we were helping keep people from spreading this, uh, disease around. So we were keeping, we did our part to help slow down COVID and that gave me a lot of meaning for the time that I was able to help with that. And when it was finished, it was, you know, a loss. I, was really glad I was able to help while I was able to help though. And after I came home, um, it was things like helping, uh, the college more that I work for and, and helping them do what they need to do to get through the fall and now helping them do what they need to do to get through the spring growing this show, um, producing something. I, I think that, uh, the conversations that we have here, while sometimes they're light, sometimes they're like kind of way off in left field, it feels like. But I think that the conversations that we have are important. Um, and, and I think that it can help give context and at least show different perspectives, um, which is what we kind of try to do here. So find ways to look at different perspectives. If you are presented with information just as a side note um man even if i say something if we say something on this show if you read something in an article that uh is from a news source that you really trust but it seems like it's either too obvious or if it seems like it's too off the wall just you know take a minute and and research it a little bit look for the fallacies look for what what do you think is the reason why um what do you think is the reason why that doesn't really kind of make sense right away or what do you think is the reason why they're presenting that to you are they presenting that to you because they're going to get money from it 
are they presenting it to you because it furthers their agenda? Um, I look at things like, I mean, one of my, you know, kind of pet causes is uh, freedom. It's, it's my biggest cause. And uh, one of my biggest parts of freedom is, is Second Amendment freedoms. And when I see this, this is kind of a controversial opinion I have, but it's, but it checks out from, from my point of view, check it out and see if it makes sense for you that there are things when we get on the news, when there's a, um, a mass shooting, these are things that are used by the media, um, as kind of the number one reason why they say that we need to change and increase regulations on firearms. And they are, they're using that. They're using it. Um, the way that they use that information is because it'll stir people up. They know it's going to stir people up. Um, they know that stirring people up and dividing people is what makes them money. So if you see something that is in the news and it gets you riled up, research that a little bit. Um, research what does it really do? If we take away um, semi-automatic firearms, that will not have the huge impact because... Um, Look at what happened in Nashville on Christmas. That guy, obviously, thank God, didn't want to kill anybody. But if he had wanted to kill people, he could have killed hundreds and hundreds or thousands in one moment the way that he did it. Um, people use bombs. If they really want to do something, if they really want to do something to help reduce violence, reduce killings, even reduce mass shootings. Um, the biggest thing that they can do, and I'd encourage you to encourage them to do this, is change the way that they report. Because when they draw these divisions, when they get people, when they incite fear, um, when they incite divisions, that is the cause of a lot of the violence that we have today. Um, if you look at what happened in the 90s, um, there were kind of a rash of celebrity suicides kind of in the early to mid 90s. And whenever they would report nationally, they'd give national coverage to these suicides. Um, they always would see within the next two weeks, they'd see a big increase in suicides every time. It's called media contagion. Um, now, if you look, I, I saw that and I said, wow, I wonder if there's anything to that, uh, that that extends beyond that. And it does. Okay. So if you look at mass shootings, for example, if you look at any mass shooting that's got, that gets national coverage, 24 hour nationwide coverage, um, within 13 days after that is the most likely time for there to be a mass shooting. They get that coverage. They get that um, fame. And that's the number one predictor of another mass shooting. Look that up. 
um, is there having been one that got national coverage within 13 days prior to that. So if you get, if you, if you see a news story that makes you feel emotion, at least go look up a couple different sources, at least go look up maybe some sources that you don't think are trustworthy or don't present your uh, traditional point of view and see what they have to say about it. Even if you're not going to take their word for anything, just see what they have to say for it because you might find that seeing the other point of view helps you develop yours. And, and I think that can be really important. So that as an aside, moving forward, um, the back to finding meaning um, in a pandemic, I the second way out of the three that Frankel uh, hypothesized that you could find meaning was through experiencing something or encountering someone. So this is a no-brainer, right? For the past several years, um, for me, it's been things like you know, make seeing my family, my friends, um, through adventure. Um, I love finding adventure. I still do, whether it's, you know, going through travel, uh, wilderness, um, even food, adventures in food. I always was willing to try anything. And that's always been something that has given me a reason to look forward is the adventures that I was going to have and the people that I was going to see and spend time with. Now, this year, that changed. Surprise. Changed for everybody, I think, in some ways. Um, there, we, we can't see people as much. Now, I've, I've had the special luck of when I was, when everybody was, you know, locked down and, and not seeing anybody in April, March and April, um, I was able to go someplace every single day and meet people and talk to people and help people. And um, when I was working in that quarantine facility in, in New York City, um, I felt really fortunate. Everybody said, you know, wow, it's, it's great that you're able to go and, and help. And it's such a sacrifice. And I was just thinking to myself the whole time, you know, man, this isn't really a sacrifice. I, I'm, I feel fulfilled. You know, I feel like I can have meaning every day when I get out of bed, I can go help people. I can go, um, talk to people. I can create relationships with people that have all come really great people from all over the world that came to New York city to help. And, uh, that was really kind of a, a special way for me to get some meaning out of that as well. Um, and then after coming home and doing my quarantine, um, I I've really been able to create some new friendships here in Penyan. And I think that's been, um, as important as anything. And I look forward to um, being able to spend more time with those people in the future. So uh, that's really another thing. Now, 
for everybody, this is different, you know, whether it's uh, trying to find love or whether it's trying to um, find adventure, whether it's uh, there are a million ways that you can get that meaning from experience. Um, but that's it's kind of an important one. Now, the one that I think is most important to talk about for our current situation and for what situation we've been in for the past um, nine months or so is Frankel's third and final um, source of meaning. And that is the attitude that we take toward unavoidable suffering. This has certainly been a time of unavoidable suffering. And I think that it's tough for people to feel like they don't have any control over the situation that they're in. It's tough for people to um, really, that's it, you know, losing control over the situation um, for some of us losing people that we love for some of us um, losing jobs, losing income, losing our purpose for getting up and doing something every day, losing our sense of importance that, you know, maybe, maybe it's, you know, back to the first one that, that you've got um, some really important job that all of a sudden you can't even do, you can't even, um, can't do anything. It's tough. It's tough for people. They're suffering. Um, for people who have suffered from the COVID, um, it's not pleasant. If you've had, if you were one of the people that had symptoms, it's not pleasant. Whether you had symptoms or not, you might have after effects. You might um, have issues with with any number of things. Um, your heart, your lungs. You know, um, people are starting to have mental effects that they're they're noticing that you know people are having a harder time thinking clearly. There are a lot of different effects that can really go on, and this is something that we've passed a million cases in New York State now. Um, I think we're around twenty million in the United States, and everybody's been touched by this suffering, and for a lot of us, it's come from from these lockdowns, and and for some of us, it's come from the the anguish. And now we're seeing kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. I hope, um, but that's being impacted by politics, unfortunately. Um, I've got some I've got some worries about. You know, he said that suffering is only meaningful if it can't be avoided. So we're in a situation right now where we've got vaccines that are rolling out. Um, the governors are not doing a good job of rolling those out. They're not communicating with the counties. Um, they're, we're going to end up with expired uh, vaccines that, that could have been administered and aren't. Um, and we've got people who are 
you know, skeptical of of the vaccine, and and that's fair. It's very fair to be skeptical of a vaccine when this is our first time doing um, an mRNA vaccine. It's our first time doing um, any. You know, this has all been a lot based on vaccine research that they did after SARS uh, that we had a few years back, and it was developed really really pretty quickly. Um, I think in part because of the different process used for this compared to traditional vaccines. Um, but this is to me a, they, they've already given, um, so many doses that if there were major problems, of course we don't have long-term research. Um, I'm not telling you that this is not medical advice, but, um, man, you know, this is our way to stop the suffering. It's our way to stop the suffering. Um, I know that there are some things that don't make sense about it. There are always going to be some things that don't make sense about it. But I think it's our way to stop the suffering. So I don't know if it, I don't know if it's worth it to, to not go forward with this when, this is this is our way out okay i we're never going to get back to where we were a year ago unfortunately um, but this is the way out of the suffering now the attitude that we take toward the suffering um, is what makes the suffering meaningful so none of this means anything unless we try to find ways to overcome it unless we try to um, keep a mindset and focus on um, trying to find ways that we can have impact. Stop focusing on uh, the ways that you're helpless. Stop focusing on the helplessness and focus on the things that you have control over. What can you do to make your life better, to make your family's and friends' lives better, to make your community a better place to be. Um, that is probably the biggest thing that you can do. Have a growth mindset. Persevere. Those are very important things. Um, that's how we're going to get through this. And that's what meaning I think that we can get through the suffering is where do we go from here? Look forward. Forget about the suffering that's in the past. Look at the look forward. Find ways that we can get back our freedom. Find ways that we can get back with our families and our friends. Find ways that um, you know maybe some things are never going to go back to normal. I know some things are never going to go back to normal. I don't know which ones yet. Um, I've got an idea about a couple of them, but finding those things that we can do to make things better for us and for the people around us. That's the most important part of this suffering. So, and on the vaccine, Nubi has a comment on the vaccine that um, normally there is. So for the, for the people that are worried about about taking this vaccine. Um, 
he says that normally there's a four to six year process of networking to even access a trial group. Um, we were able to avoid that entire waiting period because the teamwork was already there. Well, yeah, I mean, when the entire world is shut down, um, you're going to have people coming out of the woodwork that want to help. And people wanted to help get this vaccine going. Um, if I was asked to be part of that study, I would have taken it. Um, probably grow a second head. That's the joke, right? Um, I don't think that people are growing second heads from this. I don't think that we're going to see major side effects. I don't think this is a, a genetic engineering experiment. I don't think that they are trying to change your genome. Um, that's not how, unless there's somehow hiding DNA in this vaccine, um, which is not what they're presenting to us. What they're presenting to us is mRNA. So mRNA is, is very short-lived. mRNA is something that, you know, turns, it's, it's used as a script for um, making proteins. So, and it degrades rapidly. DNA, durable, right? DNA lasts. RNA, very short-lived. Um, so anyway, back to, back to finding meaning, um, during a pandemic is really, it's important, whatever, whatever it is that you need to do to get through this, just get through it. Because even if you don't see meaning, if you can't find meaning in any of those things, if you can't find meaning in the suffering, if you can't find meaning in um, experiences or, you know, if, even in the future of, of, you know, encountering someone or something, if you, if you can't find meaning in the work that you're doing because um, you've lost the work that you're doing and you don't know what's next and you don't know if that's going to come back, what you were doing before, um, there, there's meaning beneath that. Um, there's meaning that, that you don't see there. If you look at studies about people who, um, people who've committed suicide or rather people who've failed to commit suicide, who've attempted and failed. Um, if you ask them a year later, they're all thankful that they didn't succeed. Otherwise they would have tried again, right? They're all thankful that they didn't succeed. But at the time, they thought that was the only way. And so they were able to eventually find meaning. So even if you don't see it right then, it doesn't mean it's not there. So keep finding, keep searching, um, and just know that even if you don't see it, it doesn't mean it's not there. Um, just because somebody says it doesn't mean it's real. Um, I will wrap up with that. I'll leave you with that. And next week, I'll be back here at 11 o'clock with Jesse and Marianne. Uh, make sure you check it out on Facebook, YouTube. If you haven't liked the It's Rare uh, Facebook page yet, make sure you check that out. Like it. Um, our YouTube page, you can go on there. You can subscribe. And also, while you're at it, since you're here, 
if you're watching on the It's Rare Facebook page, and if you're not, um, you should go over there. And on that page, uh, right below the video, there's a little bell. And if you just click on that, it'll make it so that whenever we go live, you'll get notifications and you can join us for these. So check it out there. Check it out here. Uh, listen to us on Spotify. Uh, give us a review on Spotify, whatever you can do. And I will see all of you bright, smiling faces right here on It's Rare next week. Have a great day.